What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. Today I've got something in store for you. This is a recording from a talk I did on January 6th to a group of association professionals about finding productivity in an overloaded, overwhelmed day. Now, January 6th, if you can remember, was a bit of a chaotic day uh, around the U.S. and I think around the world as we were glued to our screens. And little did I know that when I was recording this, my phone was filling up with alerts because you know why? I use Do Not Disturb. So I hope that you enjoy this. You grab some nuggets. It's about 15 to 20 minutes. So uh, if you're not driving, grab a notebook. If, if you are driving, you can come back to this and you can grab some more notes. So without further ado, here is the recording of how to find 25% more time in your day. Well, we are going to spit some fire and we're going to help uh, you get that energy that I've been spitting out, put it in your pocket, use it for later, use it, you know, whenever you need to. But we're going to just jump right in because we got 20 minutes and counting down. And I know that you guys are facing some serious distractions today. Uh, if you've been looking at your phone, it's been it's been a little active uh, in the D.C. region and in Georgia. But you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make you focus on you right now. So let's just go for it. We're going to share the screen. And I'm gonna share my little nuggets of wisdom that I've picked up along the way from my own stumbles and from my clients so that you don't have to anymore. So today we're gonna talk about how to get 25% more time in your day. Now, did you know that according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average American works 8.8 .8 hours? Now this was all before the quarantine where you know we're just extending our workday and everything else, but did you know that most people are only productive for two hours and 53 minutes. That's what's happening. 8.8 .8 hours of sitting in front of the computer, but two hours and 53 minutes on average being productive. So where does the time go? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. It goes to a number of places. We can look at the, the overflow of emails or the excessive Zoom meetings, not this one, uh, but they're killing your mojo. But that's not all we're talking about here. We're talking about the 2.1 hours that are lost to distractions. And then the 25 minutes for every interruption that it takes for you to get back on track. Now, this isn't all of social media's fault. This isn't CNN's fault. This isn't, you know, the election. This is us. So we're going to put the power back in your hands, grab onto the driver's seat, and start making choices that work for you. So first, we need to get really honest about productivity roadblocks. So let's be real. Are you ready? What gets in the way of you being or feeling productive? We're gonna just take a moment, I know we started out real high energy, but I want you to just kind of settle in and think about what gets in the way when you wanna really get something done, when you're like, I got this project, I've got this vision, I've got this plan, but I don't know how to get it done. And it feels overwhelming, I feel like I don't have the time, I feel like things just keep getting in the way. What is it that gets in your way? And feel free to go ahead and pop that up on the chat. We're gonna use this later, but I want you to be really honest with yourself. And if you say yourself, I want you to go a little deeper. If it feels like it's, it's something that's, well, my kids are around or my boss is a pain in the neck, I want you to dig even deeper. What is it that's right in front of you that gets in the way every time? 
and go ahead and write that in the chat or you can write it in front of you, but just make sure that you give yourself some time and space to do that right now. So I wanna take a few minutes to talk about the four productivity pitfalls because we need to know where our energy is going to understand how we can get it back, to understand how we can heal the gaps, heal the wounds, fix what's broken. Because if we take a cracked foundation and we only add tools and tactics, guess what? Over time, it's going to collapse. So this isn't about giving you software or solutions and telling you to go do these five things that's going to change your life. We're going to go back to you within this process so that you can help to resolve the bigger issues. Okay, so we're going to dive into the four productivity pitfalls. And they're not what you think. The first one is a lack of information. This is basic because a lot of times we skip this. We hear something and we say, oh yes, I know exactly what you mean. Let me go and do that now. But we don't have enough information. We haven't taken the time to assess what is it that we know? What is it that we don't know? And who may know it? Instead, we're jumping into go, 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 do, do, do. And then we're left with, oh no, I don't have what I need. So then we get into the distractions of looking in places that we're not even sure where we're going to find them because we're inside ourselves. We're assuming that we need to be the problem solver because we've created the problem. The reality is we need to open up the door to other opportunities and solutions for us to ask those imperative questions of what do I know, what don't I know, and what do I need to know, and who might know it. So think about where have you had a lack of information, where it's taken you off course, where you haven't been able to focus on what's important, where you've started to stumble. And right next to lack of information is its good friend, lack of a plan. Now, if you look at your to-do list, I bet it's a mile long. If you're in the association world, I know this quite well. You've got pages and pages and pages. And guess what happens when you don't get most of those things done? You turn the page to the next day. And you hope that they go away, but you don't really have a plan of attack on how to accomplish it. So if you have ever experienced a lack of a plan, think about what is my desired outcome? What is it that I wanna accomplish? What is the goal? What is the bigger goal and the bigger vision for the organization, for my team? And how do I work backwards in a sequential way to know what steps I need to take? So we got information, we got the plan. Now it's a lack of resources. Now resources can mean many different things. It can be having the tools, having the software, having the expertise, having the support. But if you don't know what you don't have, you can't expect someone else to fill it in for you. And a lot of times this is what happens. We expect people to be mind readers. How, how would you not know that I need this support? How could you not tell? Well, I got a little secret for you. The people who are in the roles that you guys are in look like you got it all together. So nobody knows that you need help until you raise your hand and say, hey, need some support here. And guess what? The more specific you are, the more people will come in and say, yeah, I can do that. Or I know this person who can help it. But if it's too broad, if it's too general, people have no idea where to come in and help you. So with all of these, with the lack of information, lack of a plan, lack of resources, be specific. It helps you and it helps other people. Now the fourth pitfall, this is coming up a lot. It's a lack of passion. A lot of us have been burnt out this year in particular. Holy crap, it has been a year and I'm not gonna dive into it. But wherever you have been stressed out, stretched to your limit, 
It's made you question why you're doing the work that you do. Or maybe you've rediscovered this passion, but if you're not connecting to it, if you don't know your motivation, what gets you up in the morning, what gets you excited, then you're not gonna have the energy, the engine to make everything else happen. So think back to when you were most excited. What got you started doing the work that you're doing? What is the type of work that gets you up in the morning that you can't wait to do? And how do you start to incorporate that into your everyday? How do you say hell yes to those things and say, not for me, for somebody else? If we're always in do mode, if we're always in yes, we're not, we're not even creating space for the hell yes. We're taking on the eh, the mess of the world. So think about where you can create the space so that you can make room for your passion to come through. If we're buried under all of the obligation, we're never gonna be able to tap into it. So these are the four things. And I know I'm talking fast, but I'm gonna keep going because this is New York. It's a New York minute. So information, what do I know? What don't I know? Who may know it? Plan, what needs to be done when? What is most important? Who needs to be involved? Resources, what support do I have in need? What expertise do I have in need? What tools do I have in need? And passion, what do I love to do? What makes me feel inspired? And what makes me ex excited when I first started? At any point, you can go back to any of these questions and you can just ask yourself these questions. And if you don't have enough information, guess what? Phone a friend, have a conversation with a coach. This is what we're great for. So these are the four pitfalls. And I guarantee you that anything that you put before of the things that get in your way will come into one of these four buckets. And these are the questions you can ask yourself and it might provide insight for these other areas. So now I'm gonna share with you the six. Well, first we're gonna do a nice quote because that's just what people do in presentations, right? A problem well-defined is a problem half solved. So when you have more clarity on your issue, when you have more information and description about your problem and what you're trying to do, it is already half solved. You are already seeing the framework emerge. You ever done a puzzle? When you can get the framework done, when you can start to create little pieces, you can see the pieces that are missing and you know what to fill them in with. So first start with what you're working with. Define what the problem is, define what might be missing, and then start to call in the support to see where you can fill that in. So now, now I get back to my, my other point. The six micro shifts to help you own your day. You see, the big thing about dis distractions and interruptions is that they're from outside of us. They pull our attention away. They take us away from what's important. So what's the counter to that? Well, it's getting back to us. It's getting back to the driver's seat on how we can take control of our day. So these are six micro shifts. They're not gonna take a huge lift, but they are gonna take intentionality and you being deliberate and consistent, okay? So that's what you gotta to pledge to me today, that you're gonna do at least one, two, three, four, five, or all of them so that you can start owning your day. And the first one is super simple, ready? Let's take a breath. It's so important and something that is so overlooked. I've literally been speaking a mile a minute, not controlling my breath very well, and I'm starting to feel a shortness of breath. Well, imagine doing that every day because you're doing it. But the more that we can open up our, our diaphragm, really just bring the air in through our nose and exhale, it allows us to take the weight of the world off our shoulders for just that moment. It allows us to come back to center. It allows us to focus on what's most important, ourselves, our own well-being. Because guess what? If we're not taking care of that, nobody else is. We're spending so much time taking care of everybody else's stuff that we forget about what we need. So start, take a deep breath, move your body, shake it out, 
Stand up, walk away, come back when you want to. The choice is yours, but you gotta take advantage of it on your own. Now the second one, set your intentions. Now, if you are in the, the woo-woo world of self-help, you've probably heard this a bit, but I wanna clarify what this means. An intention is the feeling that you want to feel when you have accomplished something. So if you think about a goal that you're setting, why do you want to accomplish it? What does it make you feel? How do you show up? Your intention is, I am confident. I am open. I am powerful. I am empowering. And everything that you do, every action, sets its course for that. So if you are speaking to a group, write your intention on the top of the page. If you're about to enter a meeting, write your intention of, I'm here to be clear, to provide information, to create space for communication. I'm here to have a vision decided on. But if you're not clear on your intention, your goal is going to be floating out in the ethers. So get really clear on that. Here's the third one. Focus on one thing, one thing. And if you don't know how to focus on one thing, guess what I have for you at the end of this? I have a five piece toolkit ebook all on prioritization. So it's got five different ways that fit your preference on how you can decide what is most important and when. If we look at a laundry list of a to-do list, we're gonna see everything as one thing to do. And it's impossible. We see it as overwhelming. So if you can imagine your to-do list as a Jenga board, imagine that each task is a block. Close your eyes. Look, we're breathing again. And we're gonna imagine that one of those tasks wants to be wiggled, it wants to be moved. We're gonna focus on that thing first. Distractions come in when we're not focusing on one thing and we're looking for an exit strategy. We're looking for a distraction to take us away from having to do the hard work, the necessary work. So focus on one thing at a time. Make one priority a day of saying, if I get this accomplished or when I get this accomplished, I'm gonna feel really awesome. And then I'm gonna move on to the next thing. So we wanna focus on what is reasonable and realistic so that we can actually get the stuff done and not beat ourselves up. And here's the next one. I want you to be honest with yourself. We are not machines. We are not renewable resources of energy. We have a limit. That's why productivity only lasts two hours and 53 minutes. And guess what? If you can get a lot of work done during that time, you're well ahead of the curve. So think about what is possible, what is realistic for me to do right now with the energy and the resources and the time that I have. If we're not honest with ourselves, we're lying to ourselves. And then in turn, we're lying to everybody else. So you gotta start with having that internal honest conversation and then feel more confident in speaking up and communicating that. It helps to create honest boundaries and it helps you to be consistent in creating space for yourself and your creativity and productivity. And this is my favorite little tip, create time cushions. So if something ends up on your calendar, how do you create a buffer so that you have time to decompress and download in addition to preparing for your next thing? If you wear a chronic calendar stacker, this is going to show up where everything is regimented. Well, guess what? You're gonna put a nice little buffer there. So nothing slides in without you being able to have a buffer, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, or an hour. You need to be monitoring this in a proactive way so that if you know you have a board meeting coming up, it's gonna take you time in the beginning and the end. Otherwise, you're gonna be rushing around and trying to check those boxes off and you're not gonna be present. And the final one, this is my favorite, and so forgotten, especially now, is track your wins and create a celebration tradition. Wins can be as simple as, 
I got up and I brushed my teeth or you know what? I was really awesome to myself today because I gave myself words of encouragement. I set my intentions. If you aren't tracking your wins, no one else will. And it makes, honestly, your performance review at the end of the year much easier when you're tracking these. And it gives you healthy self-esteem and you get to be the example that you want to see in other people. So these are the six things that you can do to micro-shift your day. Take a breath, set your intentions, focus on one thing, be honest with yourself, create time cushions, track your wins, and celebrate. And I, did I hit the 20-minute mark? I did. I did. So here's the gift for you guys. You can go to spitfirecoach.com slash NYSAE. This is a free ebook download that you can get with these five key tools to maximize your day. They're awesome. I use them with my clients all the time and a little bonus gift. I got a discount code for you guys if you want my two books, Spitting Fire, Your Guide to Reignite, Your Passionate Homework and Beyond, and The ABCs of Awesome Living. And that's, that's all I got for you today. <laughs>